teacher who said mind is the enemy and I and I turned it off right away because it didn't sit well with me because I knew that the mental state well is not an enemy but sure maybe you can pass it in that square but yeah. yes yeah well that's sometimes how fast you can get it also is how uh -huh. fast you turn them off yeah uh-huh yeah yeah, you want to be one of the things because uh, everyone's going to give it the meaning it gives it. Yeah? So you attempt to try to be as clear as possible with the hopes that uh, something sneaks in yeah, through the interpretation. Because it gets interpreted from everyone's point of view. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I found that out early. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah that <laughs> was just, you know, it's sort of like trying to hit a note that's impossible to play. So it keeps you keeps you occupied. Mm -hmm. yeah, one yeah. common meaning is just to, to uh, make it an enemy, whether it's the mental processes, the mind, or like yesterday with a friend that wants to see that no, you know, taking language to be like one primary problem that we can bring up. Mm -hmm. But to take it to the extent where he did it, language is an enemy. Mm -hmm. you know, like it's, it's a really common mm -hmm. reaction. Or, you know, the parasite, you know, it becomes a devil. <laughs> right. It's a really common reaction. Right. Yeah. Well, in the, when I was first starting to do the things, you know, more publicly, people had a, a real interest, a number of them, to try to change the language. So... <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so but uh, yeah, I didn't sign up for that. You just oh. wear it. It's, see, the part of the point is you can't be clear here in a way as what you're not because it's, it's you know, no matter how much it, it, it uh, rows and takes the water out, it's an imbalanced boat. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, got, it's got bias perspective and limited ones. And so this idea of uh, you just recognize the whole kit and caboodle can be healthful, you know, healthily questioned. It's not an enemy or a hate or it's just failed. Yeah. I mean, that's the dilemma. It's failed. Yeah. And that's its value because uh, it's hopefully it, it comes to a point sooner than later that you there's a recognition it's failed. So then you're open to other possibilities, yeah. Yeah, even that failure as the normal connotation of failure fails, right? <laughs> and the thing is, you see, people believe a lot of things failed, but it's very rarely does the modality we, we try to grok things is questioned, yeah? So we keep changing things but we're reading it the same way. So it doesn't matter because the heavy meaning we give everything dominates the everything, so to speak, yeah? Mm -hmm. So you, it's just best to see the basic operating uh, systems that are going on, see that they're not personal, there's no volition involved, you're not doing it on purpose, it's just happening, and then there's a, there's a lot of relief available there because the opposite has been the assumption 
that we are doing it and somehow that makes us wrong. We haven't been able to get the message, I must be stupid, I should have gotten it by now, you know, I meditated more than these other people at the retreat, and so on and so forth. It just can't get out of itself as itself. So there's, that's the value, yeah? I mean, aren't you exhausted by it already? Oh, yeah. I mean, really, there's so many quick, like, uh, it's like, you know, all right, I want the speed of a rabbit, so you, you have the rabbit legs, and I want the life of a turtle, so you put a... T a shell on that and you try to make a hybrid and it's sort of like this I'm gonna combine you know uh, cognitive therapy with Buddhism and throw some Kabbalah in there and obviously a trip to Peru and take some odd you know whatever that's the, uh, the that ceremonial drug do those things and you know it's all gonna fail in a way because that's how it succeeds if life would support our inclinations, we would continue those inclinations. But something keeps telling us something's not working with the hopes it will finally be recognized. It's not, you may call it me, but it leads to not me. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even get to the me if it's them and this and that and that. Yeah. But at least when you recognize, yeah, out of 15, big, you know, relationships with women, none of them seem to work. What was the one constant in all those relationships? Me. <laughs> you know, why does the party suck when I arrive? Yeah, because you arrived. That's why. How can I get to the party without arriving? Well, there you go. Yeah, you got to give up the idea that there's somewhere to go. Yeah. The one who has the idea that there's someone to go, that has to be looked at. Because if you don't, there's always going to be a somewhere to go or a something to do. It's not going to stop. Yeah. It isn't. It's, you can't wait for it to stop because it won't. Yeah. But you can see it. And hopefully that seeing it uh, doesn't become an exhaustive study of what you're not. You just study enough to recognize it's not you. That's all. You don't need to become a master of not you. You just hit a point where it's sufficiently clear it's not you, and there that's the end of the uh, semester, so to speak. Yeah? <laughs> then it's time for a siesta. <laughs> you now rest, finally. Yeah. So, yeah. We did a lot of talks this week already, if I remember. Yeah. So if anyone has a question, or I'll just uh, just share and see where it takes us. It always seems to be an interesting event. So uh, the idea that I got captured by was this idea of negation as the primary uh, direction of investigation. Yeah. Because if we are what we're looking for, then obviously that what would be questioned is, well, who's looking for it? <laughs> because this obviously wouldn't be what's looking. What's looking is probably pretty clear it's looking. It's what's looking. So therefore, there's something going on that, <laughs> that makes it in a weird way super okay to use 
what you're looking for to look for it. You know, I don't know. It just seems like a crazy idea if you take off the emperor's clothes and you recognize, wait a minute, yeah. Why would I? And then the point is, it does, that's, that's not the end of it because then you would say, well, I'm going to stop. No, you question who is it. Yeah, it's not about changing what it's doing. You just change the sense of identification as it, yeah? Because you fall into a trap of rehabilitation and getting better, yeah? Which will grab, it will still, the attention and interest will still be going on you, yeah? Even searching for God, the interest and attention is mostly on you, not God, yeah? You're the knower of God every you know, effort to get to become God, so to speak, or find God or whatever. So this isn't about, oh, all right, we're going to set off on a course and stop doing all this shit. No, we just see it's not us that's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, there isn't that one condition. All right, for me to be okay, this has to stop. No, you're inherently okay. Yeah. There's no condition that needs to be met to be what you are, you already are, yeah? Now, you may, you may believe there's conditions, and you may have to go through that activity to realize you don't have conditions, but the fact is, there's no barrier between right now and right now. There isn't, yeah? So, this is... This is this is the bread and butter of selfing is it, it it implies relevance all the time either it's going to be the one that leads you to truth or it's blocking you from the truth some it's always has a huge role in its story yeah and and it's very scary to recognize its re- irrelevance because basically you see how much it's dependent on relevance. How much? Yeah? Because it doesn't have a value in and of itself. It implies value constantly. Yeah? I remember, uh, you know, when I, I had some very strange behaviors when I was in an intimate situation, relationship. I would get sort of a vague paranoia and then this thing would come up where I saw them as the enemy and I wanted to test their love, so to speak, already having them failed to begin with, yeah? And uh, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> and oh, so I would do, do a number on the person and they were sort of available to that number because they liked me a lot or loved me, yeah? But at one point, it ended. There was a decision made on their side that they, were, they didn't care anymore about me. Yet I still believed they were like a big catcher of affection. So I, I would run the story on them and they wouldn't buy it. And I was left without the clothes and I was totally irrelevant to that person and it was unbelievable all my shenanigans were based on me being relevant to her yeah as soon as the relevance had been beaten out of the picture when I tried to do my little 
come on, dance with me in this little, <laughs> she wouldn't, there would be no interest. I couldn't, there, you couldn't, there was no surface to itch, you know, you couldn't prod or anything. And I, I remember how the mental state felt. It was unbelievably threatened, yeah. And then, so as it is outside, it's also inside. So you can see, in a way, that's all the selfing is looking for. It's implying that there's someone and that someone is, rel is relevant, yeah? In other words, so relevant that you either have it to win it over to your journey to find the truth or it's going to ob obscure every step of the way. Isn't that relevant? Yeah? You're giving a meaning to something that doesn't have that meaning. This is what, this is like the skin in the snake when the skin starts really flipping out on, on the snake because the skin is living comfortably as the snake. The snake is under that trance. So basically, however the skin feels is how the snake feels, yeah? And then that situation arises, which has nothing to do with volition. Just every year, the snake skin molts. It falls off and a new one arises. And you know, the snake may not be aware of that because the skin's working on it, but the skin's aware of that. So when the molting is starting to come up, the skin knows the jig is up, yeah? <laughs> because the, it, what it's calling the snake, is going to fall off and there's still going to be snaking. <laughs> so the last thing it wants to, for that to, be, to happen, it will do anything, yeah? And that's when it pulls out, you know, buy lots of moisturizer. It starts trying to manage and control. Watch out for that rock. Don't hit that twig, you know? Because it wants to prolong, yes, the skin, yeah? Even though it's going to be hallelujah for the snake. This is the duality of this event, yeah? There's no, all the streams and currents that make up us don't go in the same direction, yeah? There's a lot of, a lot of them are going towards contraction, and then there's sprouting of expansion, but the contraction wants to keep pulling in, pulling in, pulling in, yeah? And it needs our interest and attention to seem to do that. Nothing happens, but it sure seems like it happens, yeah? So basically, that interest and attention is what gives relevance to that which is not there, yeah? When that interest and attention starts moving away from this idea, that's when it flips out. The system knows, like, we may not hear it, but in the system's dashboard, there's a lot of emergency lights going off. Yeah. <laughs> the butterfly figured out this is just a cocoon. It's going to break and go. <laughs> so... And that's why, like, I feel Ramana said, hey, because people were talking. He says, listen, the head is already in the tiger's mouth. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually because nothing can be done. It's always a done deal. Yeah, this is just, don't you realize it? Losing in this period of time isn't a loss. Yeah. 
You can't lose concerning what you are. It can only seemingly be forgotten for a period of time with tons of breaks and interruptions. Yeah? What it does, it has an incredible marketing where it will forget miracles very quickly and it will, it will attend to things that provide a larger reflection of itself, basically. Yeah? There's nothing right or wrong with it. It's mechanical. And thank God it's not like AI. It's not advancing. It's mechanical, like a program. It's not going, it's not getting its own and then it's going to produce. No, it doesn't produce any own consciousness or anything like that. It's a mechanical programming. Whatever occurs, it comes up and, and claims that occurrence to imply something, yeah? over and over and over again in other words really that that idea in zen with the finger pointing to the moon the finger there was no moon to begin with maybe they missed something because yeah that's what it implies there's a moon so all the pointing keeps reinforcing the moon but no all the pointing implies there are, there's a moon to reinforce yeah it doesn't reinforce anything. It keeps implying it. Yeah? And then when it seems to be so, then the reinforcement, then the obsession to keep it going occurs. But it's never, there's never been a moon to point at. There's no thing. Yeah? We're not a person that's going to become an unperson. Yeah? This is just dreaming. Yeah? How can, what, what, how can it be dreaming? All right, use the old, that thing we always use from Ramana with the lady with the necklace implying na our nature, yeah? And then she believes she lost the, our nature, which she didn't, but she believes it. And in that belief, she gets bummed out. Now, her story is she's bummed out because she's lost the necklace, necklace but she's bummed out and the necklace hasn't been lost. What's that but dreaming? What is that but dreaming? If I'm bummed out and the story is because I've lost the necklace that cannot be lost, that's dreaming 101. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing's changed. The nature's there. It's always there. And then you can see the dualisticness of it. So now she's bummed out because she lost it. Then she believes when she re-engages with, with it, she's found it as if it was lost. But it's always been there at all times, yeah? But her story, the dreaming is, she has the capability of losing it. And thank God she had the capability of finding it again. Because a lot of people never find it again. Yeah, and now she's blissed out. But her blissing out is because she found something that was lost, but it was never lost. Yeah? So this is what the Course of Miracles talks about, causeless effects. Yeah? There's effects. She had effects believing she lost the necklace. She was bummed out. She had an effect when she thought she found the necklace. She was in joy. But they're causeless because there was no losing or finding the necklace. Yes? That's dreaming. 
So we believe we've done something that's exiled, exiled us from that inherent nature. That's not true. Yeah. Or we're afraid we're going to do something already, you know, so we're basically in the precondition of loss already because we have so much faith. There's so much faith in the head. It's telling us we're going to blow it later. So basically, it's, it's as if it's not here now. There's a lot of things to see in that. False, first of all, it's all based on false premises, based on false pre- premises. And secondly, what an amazing power to make shit out of nothing. Really. No other animal has past and future, I don't believe. I mean, and if they do, there's a, it's a pretty small entrance and exit. We got a fucking giant house of horrors and amusement park in there. Most of the day, most of us are driven and affected more by what's not happening than what's happening. It's actually happening because we're what's happening, entertaining it. That's the only reason why there's an effect. But it is a causeless effect, you see, because it's not happening. So the head can affect itself by thinking of next week, but there's no next week now. Those are causeless effects, yes? They don't have a cause. So they're easily, they can be easily remedied because they're truly imaginary. Yeah? In that one example, the, na- the lady never lost the necklace, never will lose the necklace, always has, the, or, or always is the necklace. But there's the dreaming, and the whole point is, is not to stop the dreaming, but to see you're not the dreaming, to see you're not the dreamt, yeah? So when the, ladies, the lady could have seen from the complete obviousness of always from the necklace about the losing and finding of the necklace, and what, what would be the way it saw it? It would see it as, I'm not that that believed it lost the necklace, and I'm not that which believes it found the necklace. Yeah? That's the freedom from the bondage of self. You don't need any more, you know, 10 minutes sitting by yourself will show you tons of evidence. Yeah? That's why, you know, Hoang Po, beautiful, he cuts out so much by saying whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. Because if you listen to the head, it's based on the exact opposite (laughs) idea. It believes what's perceiving is this perceived. Yeah. What you're perceiving as Paul is the perceiving. And that's like a knockout punch. It didn't go 12 rounds. He said one simple sentence and let it hit everyone. It's like he could see all the imaginary pins fall on the, in the bowling alley. <laughs> Whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. I don't understand it. All right, come to talks and, we'll, and people will share and hope they'll, be, they'll shed a certain amount of understanding so there can be a recognition where you are about it, yeah? So therefore, you'll have a tactile feeling of satsang. You'll sense it, you'll, you know? 
like an avalanche will be felt. You'll, be, you'll feel the wind and the coolness of the avalanche. You'll sense it. And sooner or later, there'll be a deep intimation of what you are. Yeah. You can't know it. You can't do yourself into it. You can't study it. You can't experience it. But there's an intimation, sort of like a sense that grows of its always, every time, at all times presence. Yeah. So... I hope now some of us, we come to the Zoom and in five minutes we're, we're settled right into that point, yeah? And it's almost like every week riding a bike. You have the, you have, you know how to ride a bike, yeah? And there you go, there's that, it keeps, and then it, then a lot of the assumptions start falling away, yeah? The little bit of time that makes a huge difference that it keeps placing in this thing, that it may take you a little longer to get there, gets cut out. You see, there's no need to get into the moment. You can't be out of the moment. You start seeing stuff that cuts all the conditions and the requirements it was setting up to prolong its fucking relevance. And then, you know, there hits a point where there's a huge quantum leap and you're just chilled, yeah? And something gets revealed that has its own pulse from now on, yeah? It pulses in you like an unspoken yes, like a never-ending echo, like a reverberation that, that had no beginning or end. It's not played, therefore it's not unplayed. It's just, and now you have this whole event is established in something that's, that's, uh, solid yeah and then as zen would say you start seeing blue is blue and red is red things become clear without trying to make them clear yeah and you do get established in satsang in a sense yeah. and now a lot of people that come here they're not trying to get anything they just enjoy the space hallelujah yeah same with me, yeah. Not really. I just show. I just. I'm a. <laughs> I don't keep keep too many commitments, but these I attempt to keep, as Mike and other people know. <laughs> but I'm pretty good at showing up at the Paul Hedeman talks. I am. Yeah, get here one minute before, but I, I get here, so, so yeah, I hope all is well, and if it isn't, you know, all is still well. <laughs> so, all right, anyone wants to share anything? Uh, yeah, Peter has his hand up. Uh, let me see Peter. Hey, Paul. Hey. Try to find. Oh, Pete, I see you now. Peter, how are you? 
I'm good. How are you doing, Paul? Good, good. Uh, I don't know if you remember the last time we talked, I asked you about non-duality, addictive behavior, and skillful means. And you gave me a talk kind of about level confusion on one hand and also just helping somebody out of a burning house, you know, not telling them, giving a speech about non-duality when they're in a burning house, getting them out of the house and then maybe attending to them being at a bunch of fires um, later. The possibility of them being the fire starter. And something that seems to come up for me is a desire to, I've, I've never particularly had uh, a problems with alcohol or um, hard drugs, marijuana certainly at different times in my life. And it's not something that I use with any frequency now, but a desire to uh, just avoid substances, avoid situations. And there's a lot of mental energy going towards that type of thing. It, it feels like a sort of efforting that on one hand is completely ridiculous, but it's a feeling, it's, it's a deep feeling. There's a recognition, a mental recognition of, you know, no, no matter how much mental energy goes to anything, it's not a problem, it's just mechanical conditioning like you're saying, but there's like a deeper feeling of, you could call it resistance, I don't know, whatever, that, um, kind of lives in this wanting to be healthy or wanting to be sober or whatever, completely sober, you know? Um, I don't know. I was wondering if you had anything to say about that. Yeah, Peter. Well, you know, when framed in recovery, uh, that's something to bring to the idea of a higher power in you and ask it to sort of direct that, yeah? Instead of you directing it, yeah? And see what happens. In this, in this little uh, dreaming with the things and bodies and stuff, I think what's much more accessible as a working uh, format during the day is surrender, yeah? just a recognition of your your lack of managerial quality yes and realizing that your own interest is sometimes the biggest problem so yes. so therefore I, yeah i can't get interested in getting out of that interest that would be more interest so you know and i like the idea i have an intimate uh you know, it's like when you were a kid and you had one of those imaginary friends, yeah. Well, the higher power is a, a great, uh, and the idea of surrender is like a very, it's like a very tasty sandwich, you know, from uh, from New York, <laughs> from a Jewish deli, very tasty sandwich. I really, 
I, for some reason, I'm in my own gut, I feel very clear about surrender. Yeah. And uh, because of, I was forced to surrender a lot of times in life, forced to surrender to the cops, forced to surrender to go into a two-year program, a lot of things. So uh, I found that the most important thing about the surrender is what you're surrendering to, really. <laughs> so through the program, uh, the best way I've ever been treated through the idea of surrender was in the program of recovery. Yeah, because of this sense of a higher power. I feel it's a very, uh, if, it's just a, if it's just a certain expression, it's a very gracious, very win-win, uh, very externally beneficial uh, higher power. Yeah, I've seen it really give people lives here a lot. Just by, you know, just just by having uh, the main theme of their life be altered, having a higher power be the director other than themselves, I see, I've seen lives go really well. Yeah, and tons of the coincidences and tons of, uh, you know, I've seen people's whole life is based on entering recovery. They met their wife, they got their job, they Yes, they bought their house by a realtor in AA, da-da-da. Yes, it's just mind-boggling. Yeah, and they were guys sleeping in a box on, in, uh, in, in uh, like the Bowery. So, and I haven't, it's not once out of a thousand, it's quite common. So, I like the idea of uh, when, especially when I want something, that's the that, that triggers a surrender because I know I always seem to get unintended consequences when I really want something. <laughs> so it usually blows up in my face. So I'm going to surrender that as quickly as possible, formally or just like intimately. I'm, in, I'm more in the intimate phase. I don't have to write it out or anything, but I just sort of, yeah. I'm in the habit of surrender, you know when it comes to the action figure and desires and shit like that. Hmm. So that's what I would uh, recommend. Yeah. See, some people have a problem with the needs and the levels of the action figure based on maybe uh, an, an intellectual understanding of non-duality. Yeah. So they're almost as if they're in conflict, which I don't see any of. I think, I think your life, in a way, some of the best parts of the action figure life is being like an art project and to enjoy uh, the thrill of witnessing miracles and, and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I just, yeah, just that's my suggestion. Yeah. 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 That's, that's beautiful. Thank you, Paul. I just want to bring something up that I, I guess I'm hung up on, and I don't mean to put guilt on anybody or anything. I don't really, when it comes down to it, believe in the individual who has 
free choice, free will and choice. But, you know, like one thing that trips me up is just seeing the horrors of um, animal agriculture and not wanting to contribute to that. And like, is eating meat, is buying meat uh, addiction? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really think it would be called an addiction. I kind of think of it sometimes as that, but there's just like an emotional something around me consuming animal products, other people consuming it. You can like just feel the emotion in me right now. It's like, all right, well, this isn't a problem, but there's just a lot of emotion there. And it's like, I don't, I, I don't want this to be the way that it is, it is the way that it is. And it's just, that's more the heart of what I'm getting at. It's just like, it's not just, you know, animals, it's so much about life where it's just like, fuck, I just don't want this to be the way that it is. <sighs> well, it isn't, it's appearing this way, but thank God it isn't the way it is. But it sure appears this way. And again, I would surrender that emotional energy to something that will probably put it to better use than your head will. Yeah. Yeah. And see where it takes you, my friend. With that kind of feeling, it's going to have an impact. So, and see, like we say in recovery, you have a new employer. So you're being used by something other than your head. And then just honor it when you, find, when you watch it use you in this topic. Yeah, really. So that may be your seat assignment. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. There's a lot of places. This place is unbearable in certain ways. Yeah. The whole event in so many ways. Uh, you come to a point where you may be able to understand the information, but you lose comprehension of it. It's just, yeah, it's beyond. We're outmatched, yeah, as the action figure. We've got to put our guidance system in better hands, so to speak, yeah, so that we can be put to use and to be a maximum use to ourselves and others, yeah. We're not going to do that job as the head. It's just, it's too... Uh, it's too compromised and it won't admit it. It will never admit that it can't get out of self. It won't. So, yeah. Yeah, bro. Well, take it easy, man. Yeah, and come back when you like. And Can I, can I just ask one thing? <laughs> kind of... Um... I kind of like... Um... Sur surrender I don't know what to I don't even know what to say about it but a, a, just a kind of like what can be a sort of at least from my perspective a sort of obnoxious maybe obnoxious isn't the right word but it's sort of like careless behavior around call it surrender or whatever you want where it's like this person is claiming surrender but at least from this perspective it, 
you know, that seems like a load of shit. It seems like they're using surrender as an excuse to be. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever you want and not to make a problem out of that, but just to kind of see it, what it is. I don't know if that's something that you've come across or that's something. Of course, that the, head, the, the head will use whatever it comes in contact with, for sure. Yeah. So some people will hit a point where they'll want you to, they'll want, they'll claim, they'll want you to come and see them surrender <laughs> as if it's a show. Yeah. But it's the head. The head is going to claim everything. Yeah. If it doesn't claim, just like these messages, the, because of the way where the program is, the messengers usually emphasize and not the message. It's totally ass backwards, yeah? Because the messenger will always fail you in a way, so that you can you only rely, like in India, they would say the inner guru, you know, in the sat guru, the inside. That's the only reliable. And to me, uh, it's the same, same. It's the message, yeah? And of course, peep, the head can try to claim the message and use it for its own advantage. Hopefully, that's like a teenage type of period. You'll you'll lose interest in that and you'll stay with the invitation. And then non-duality will have roots way past the surface soil of the intellect and go deep, yeah? And then, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Just see the, you know, just do the best way you're sitting, bro. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that energy you had about that topic, if given over, will be used. Yes, for sure. All right, and then come back and report and see how it's going. Let us know. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Thank you, Peter. All right, Eric. Toronto, Eric. Eric from Toronto. Hey, Paul. Um, in my book, it says like a lot of times it says, um, L N L N M B Y. And it means that life is none of my business. And I don't know why these things are happening, you know, and it kind of allows me to, you know, remove myself out of those affairs, like you always say. Um, but I wanted to ask you in, in one of the promises that the book talks about, and I know this isn't the 12 step thing, but. It says um, in AA, um, you will find freedom from care, worry, and boredom, right? It's one of the main promises, I think, that the big book gives you. And I wanted to ask you if, if care, worry, and boredom is like the foundation of the selfing. The foundation of the selfing is imaginary, first but of the, all. The, okay. Yeah, so there, let's say there's care and uncare, there's the other ones and it's opposite. All it wants to do is put the sense of itself before both of those, yeah? So if mm -hmm. it's uncaring, it's there's a you. If it's caring, there's a you, yeah? So it tries to find itself as, a, as the, the axle to the dual wheels, yeah? 
Yes? So this idea of, let's say, having an ego and then losing an ego, the one constant in there is the sense of the you, yeah? The you that feels it has something and the you that feels it lost something, yeah? All there is is having and loss, losing. All there is is caring, not caring. All this is what's going on. It's the sense of ownership. That's the point of bondage to what comes after, yeah? Yes, moment to moment to moment. Maybe on a good day, there's caring, caring, caring. Maybe on a bad day, uncaring would be, would be the dominant one. Are they forgotten pretty quickly? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know when you're not really busy trying to promote yourself, you're more available, much more available to be used. And so you'll reflect on that. You'll observe that. Yeah. And you will observe that something is doing for me what I can't do for myself. And there'll be an expansion of what you can't do for yourself. That's what happens. Yeah. But the bondage of self isn't affected by what comes after the my, it's through the my, my caring, my uncaring, yes? That, the my is that point, yeah? You see? So in a sense, at, at a meeting of this topic, the caring and uncaring are an auxiliary sort of thing, yeah? We want to see that sense of being the one who cares and uncares, yeah? Right, yeah? And see if that's you or not. We're not saying it's bad or good, but if it's not you, it'd be nice to know, I feel. <laughs> it's getting most of the broadcast time. I'd like to see if there's other channels, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is the topic here we're attempting to to uh question the basis of this whole event yeah the interpretive event is based it is based on an assumed fact that the perceiving is what can be perceived <laughs> that paul Which is not you mm -hmm. It's Paul that's hearing, it's Paul that's feeling, it's Paul that's thinking, and Paul is just a thought, yeah. Yeah, it's a thought that claims other thoughts. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the point we like to sort of keep coming back to, because truly that where, that's where the real, real, real stabilizing relief is. It's not in a life of constantly being caring, but it's in a life empty of a self. Yeah. Is your, um, is your mind quiet throughout your day? Well, I'm not throughout my day right now. It is. Yeah. I have, I don't have a meter that calculates and, and stores a memory of it being calm, all day. but right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There's really not much to go over, you know, so, at the moment. I conveniently avoided what I needed to avoid. <laughs> and I'm showing up to my commitments, or to the commitment. Yeah. Just keeping it, keeping it simple. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's how it grow, it's grown that way. Yeah. I found early that if my head takes something to be really important, it, it, it gets a huge reflection out of that. So the biggest thing it thought was important in this life was spirituality. And man, did it fucking reflect a large image. Yeah. All the while thinking as that large image, I was getting somewhere. <laughs> Oops, I was mistaken. <laughs> I really feel seriously. Interest and attention isn't, isn't in an idle mode. It's usually being directed by the mental states, yes? Desires, wants, aversions, all this stuff, yeah? Uh, you don't see that because we're looking from it most of the time, yeah? You don't see the distribution and what's directing interest and attention. When you get real relief, that gets noticed. You get no, you notice uh, a lot of what you didn't notice before, yeah? Not with effort, it just becomes plain. It's almost like it's, it's, right, it's been right under our noses the whole time, yeah? And you start seeing uh, the formation of interest and attention and how so much of it is used to reinforce the idea of you. <laughs> yeah, so like uh, St. Francis said, in that famous prayer we use in recovery, you know, mm -hmm. basically it's in self-forgetting that you're reborn, yeah? That's not saying self-forgets, it's in self-forgetting. You forget self. Self doesn't forget. You forget the idea of self, yeah? That's what happens when you see it's not you, there's a loss of interest in it. There is. And now your attention gets free to go other ways. Yeah. And then you see that now your being here is enriching the experience, not demanding an escape from the experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. You said that you were, um, you were very satisfied and content. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, right? I just you don't have lasagna. these expectations. I just had lasagna. That my girlfriend made. I'm definitely, it was like an organic quaalude. I'm very content and satisfied right now. <laughs> I'm pretty much content and satisfied. I've come up against a world here, a word here on big topics, which is enough, you know, which is great. I really love the word enough. I've really, you know, I'm really keen on interest. I am because I see how self-interest has defeated most of us. Yeah. And I know that sometimes the person who has a lot of interest in being well makes themselves sick. Yes. There's so many examples that will reveal something if you just see it. Yeah. So, the best way I'm healthy is not to be hovering around me all day. <laughs> and in a weird way, I've been in a phase 
where I really don't do anything for my health. I mean, I stretch and shit, but I don't, I'm, don't, I'm not taking 85 concoctions of herbal remedies or shit like that. I'm not doing anything for the knees or the, all the broken bones. And it's probably the healthiest I've ever been. <laughs> because I started to see in my own observation of this experience that my own vested interest is the, one of the biggest factors, yeah, of obscuring things, yes? Like it says, any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. I have a lot of experience of that, yeah. That's why whatever happens truly has value, yeah, because things can be told to you, things will be revealed to you that you were pre, you were uh, sort of uh, predetermined to believe it without question, yeah. I thought my interest would promote Paul's life. <laughs> I didn't think, I had no idea that it was the worst, it was like collapsing in on itself all fucking day. Oh, man. That's why service was such an incredible, uh, well, service taught me a lot. Because I could see, I could be in the worst kind of way up in what's not happening and go into a hospital and institution meeting where people that were really screwed were probably not going to take the the possibility of getting better again, but still the energy was so incredible that after 10 minutes, I was completely freed from the story that had been occupying me all day. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, like when people go to talks and they want to take notes, I took a lot of notes since I've been recovering, but no writing. I noted, I made notes of things and I recognized stuff. Yeah, and I recognized the value of of this idea of service and surrender because i am not managerial quality what's running this life does not succeed yeah and there's no i can you know i can put new tires on it new fucking lights new mirrors it's not going to change the fundamental program system yeah so basically yeah, keep it simple is good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see recovery and non-duality as two different topics. I see non-duality as the fact of life. And life could be seen as light. And therefore, non-duality illuminates anything I'm involved with. It doesn't replace anything, it illuminates it. It brought more light to the program. Yeah. Yeah. And it gave, it just lit up so many of those sentences. And I just saw a bigger door to escape out of, in a way. Yeah. Even though the wisdom of, of escape is there is no escape. That's how you get out of here, is realizing you're not in here. Yeah? So, all right, bro.
Thank you, Eric. JP from Vietnam. JP from Vietnam. Hi, Paul. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Um, I just I wanted to um, ask you about amends, and um, because that's that's kind of where I'm going in right now. In uh, this set of the steps I've been working in, and I'm sorry to bring step the twelve steps to this meeting again. Um, one, one of the things that I would notice before when I would make amends or an apology is it was so painful because it was always about me and self. It's like, it's I make, you know, I'm making the amend because I'm wrong. I'm bad. I did something wrong. I hurt you. I'm a bad person. And, you know, even though I, I knew that was not the right attitude, I, just, I could never shake that. And um, so, of course, I, I do see it in a very different way today. Um, I just want to ask you, you know, what, what do you have to say about amends from this perspective today? Well, amend means to change, yeah? So you basically, when I would make amends, I always mentioned recovery, that I was in this program of recovery, and basically I was taking responsibility for my role in something, and I was basically saying, I'm going to try my best to not, to, to not do that to any other person, yeah, and there you go, and it isn't about if the person accepted the amends or not, I made the amends, yeah, what happens after on their side is another story. So I did what I was asked to do through the program, uh, and that's that, yeah. But the whole point, and then there's the idea of living amends where sometimes there was just too much, like let's say with my mom. So basically, you know, I just, I had the intention, I, and I asked for the power to succeed in it just to be a different type of person in sobriety and thank god in my experience i had two years sobriety when my mother passed away so she actually got the only gift she wanted to see about her son which is for him to be sober because she equated that to me being happy because she definitely equated me being loaded as very unhappy so she didn't care what kept me sober or who did it or whatnot all she wanted to see that, and I was two years sober, and, and I made my amends to her and my living amends. I've been making ever since, really. I did not understand, you know, with self-centeredness, for some of us, you can't put yourself in other people's shoes. You don't know what it's like to have a relationship with you as the other, yeah? And uh, it was a huge eye-opener when I started to feel... Uh, the weight my mother had covered as a mother concerning me, yeah? It was quite, quite sobering, and it really motivates me to attempt to continue to uh, live those amends, those living amends, those changes, yeah? So yeah, that's how I see them. I think it's important to get to it because... Uh, it's a powerful relief when you... For me, you take responsibility and then you start 
and it ends up accountability because you get when you look at what you did you'll see there was something else doing a lot of it also and so now you recognize this bondage of self and uh, yeah it's a longer story I go on on Tuesday Thursday but thanks we're gonna shift from 12 steps to non-duality but it already happened <laughs> It'll take no time whatsoever. <laughs> All right. So anyone else? Anybody else want to raise their hand? Chad has his hands up. Chad. Yes. Uh, I, I, uh, one of the things I, I'm, I'm noticing uh, as I'm listening to these, these talks is there, there's like a, there, there is something very dualistic that's happening inside of me where on one hand, I, I feel that there's, there's something that gets it and and is really enjoying the this this the cosmic joke that that seems to be you know talked about here all the time and I find myself laughing and then at other times I, I think that maybe there's areas that are that are getting uncovered or that are getting touched on that that's causing me to to lock up and contract and um and and to want to you know close off and you know defend and protect you know, that you know to something that that probably isn't sacred but is thought of as sacred you know, something that's connected to the, the 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 false or the fake eye. Um, and I I don't I don't know the answer to that, but I, I feel feel like I should just say it and reveal it. Great, yeah. Yes. It's a common diagnosis, so you're in good hands. That's what happens. It is, it's not like uh, there's, it's not like there's more seeing, but there's seeing more. Yeah, so now you just start seeing more of what's going on. Yeah, it's great. The aperture is opening and you're getting more included. Instead of being the one who's seeing through the aperture, you're being seen from a, a, a larger aperture now. Yeah? It's cool. I'm happy that you report it. Yeah. Keep coming back, bro. Yeah. yeah. When when you talk about the, the larger aperture, I, I start to I start to wonder like is this is you know even this talk about seeing oneself is this like in uh like the video game where you're looking at your character from a third person perspective um uh the what what you would in that case the one that's looking at the character is the character you're really looking at <laughs> there there's another step 
uh, behind those two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a character that there's this looking, but no, that's the character that's looking at the other character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. When you see what you're not, you see sort of a two. And then as, as the old faith mind would do, you yell, not two. Yeah. You see sort of like uh, when the aperture opens up and then there's a seeing, yeah, the head reacts and claims to be the seer from that new aperture, yeah? And so a lot of times people catch that first aspect, but they don't catch that second aspect of the, of the quick claiming of wherever you are to imply the one that you just saw as an object about five seconds before. <laughs> now it's appearing as the subject, yes? Yeah, you just, that's the mechanicalness. You recognize it, you get on that ride, maybe you gotta go five bumps or eight bumps, 12 bumps, but one of those bumps, there's like a, there can be a quantum leap, yeah? Yeah, you get to, <laughs> You, you get the you get the gig, so to speak. You get the sense of mechanicalness. Yeah. It's not a surprise, in other words. You recognize that if there's a police, if there's a thief, there's got to be a policeman nearby. I bet you if we took a little survey of the people who have been coming here, they probably have gotten less and less every week, but they're traveling more and more lighter. <laughs> now, the mental logic would think it would be the other way. They'd be getting more and more of what's going on. But no, there's less and less interest in getting it, and there's more traveling lighter. Yeah. <laughs> that's not an abstract phenomena that's how it works <laughs> well, that, that, that sounds very true like that 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 hits that hits something because like it's something i noticed when i first showed up is i wanted to get i wanted to get whatever it was and then you kept saying like no you have to give up <laughs> You have to let go of things, and 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 that that seems to be the case. It's it seems like it's like uh, yeah. yeah yeah. It's like I, I'm I'm supposed to be getting uh, anything. I'm supposed to be uh, giving giving up things. Yeah. See, so it goes really the totally opposite direction. So there's a mental logic that's usually been applied to all the. Uh, interpretation and it's quite faulty and now you got another flavor and it may go against the historical familiarity with the failed system but you're feeling different <laughs> you're traveling better so there you go <laughs> yeah. 
like I used to say, one of the reasons, you know, if I was projected back in the past and Paul, when he was like 19 uh, and he, he entered spirituality with a, a huge sincerity, it would be because he was afraid of being where I am now. <laughs> he, that's what motivated him, motivated him to search and become more and more spiritual, hence more and more special. <laughs> uh, the ordinariness would have killed him. <laughs> and yet all the spinning and shit like that and look at what happened <laughs> I mean since I was six years old seriously there was a lot of things going on but I could comprise one theme and I was just trying to get out of here <laughs> in a lot of ways yeah reading science fiction or Edgar Allan Poe or watching Twilight Zone or whatever, and then doing sports and doing all that stuff, and then spirituality, drugs and everything and all like that. And pretty much wanted to get out of here, basically, or what I thought I was, here I thought I was in, which is completely mental, but I thought it was here. And, uh, and I gave it a good go. And then... Uh, it finally got exhausted and now that desire to escape or or to transcend or to split and in spiritual circles that would be called liberation and shit i've lost complete interest in all of that completely i don't know how it happened but i have no interest in getting out of here really yeah because i know i can't escape from an imaginary place so basically, uh, yeah, I never get gypped. I'm here all day. I'm here when I'm sleeping. I'm here when I'm awake, seemingly. It's just never, never not here, as my friend used to have his, as his website. So, yeah. It's surprising because it's really... You know, people say thinking makes it so, but I really think interest and attention sort of makes it so. And when the interest and attention moves and shifts, uh, something that seems so solid really is seen through pretty easily. Yeah. It's not like a big Herculean task to get out of what you're not in. Yeah. Yeah. So part of the being interested in being in it is the desire to get out of it yeah it's a dualistic dance so the in has to get established for the desire to get out to be driven yeah and basically so many of us have taken that or been subjected to that course um, this is real and I want to get out never noticing that the out is the bigger in really yeah the real slavery is constantly trying to get out of what you're actually not in. <laughs> so this is sort of like uh, real, realizing uh, there's no need to have a solution to an imaginary problem. Yeah. And then what, and you know, to, <laughs> to leave an imaginary place, how long is it going to take? 
<laughs> no, no time. Why do I need to do it? Nothing. Yeah. So it was completely opposite of how I was thinking, you know, completely opposite. And that, and that how I was thinking cannot do that. It can't. Yeah. It's, it's programmed. It cannot do it. Yeah. And that's how you start noticing its failedness. And it can be a, sh a shakedown cruise, but it ends up as a hallelujah, really. It really does, yeah. Because things are put to a end. You're convinced, and uh, you don't spend a second looking for what can't be found, you know, shit like that. Yeah. All right, anyone else going on? Is that Jennifer from Arizona down there? Hi, yes. I'm Jennifer, actually a giant you gave us that giant bet Zen bitch slap and then appeared for a disappeared for a few weeks. Yes. That was, that was a sweet move. <laughs> yeah. I like that. You were silent for a while and then bah and then there you, you poof, you were gone. Pretty good. And now My I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. All's well? All's well. Yeah, I'm in Colorado now. Oh. I'm visiting Arizona. Oh, all right. Nice to see you again, honey. Oh, very nice to see you, Paul. Mike, anyone? Uh, no, no other hands right now. Anybody want to raise their hand? Well, we can start saying goodbye, and then if someone wants to, they can. Yeah? Okay. Mike, always a pleasure. Hey, I want to uh, – I'll talk to you later. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Judith, always. Yeah. I'll always. The Magnificent Paul Heatherman. What was that? The Magnificent Paul Heatherman. Yeah. Never a disappointing meeting. Well, that's because of us, really. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 Always a pleasure, honey. Likewise. Nice to see you. I never see you, but I like the that color. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We got Sanda. She's uh she's under the roof again. I dig that little uh yeah. Rather large, too. Cool. All right, Linda. Linda, the little love nugget from somewhere. There she is. From Minneapolis. Oh, from Minneapolis. Wow. Yeah. A lot of celebrations going on. Yeah, yes. Minneapolis has become a, yeah. Yeah, well, I love the idea of AA. We don't have any opinions about outside stuff. We just try to. That's good strategy. Paul, I just wanted yeah. to say Sunday night, I heard you at that awakening group. It was masterful. You just, you just nailed it. I mean, it was amazing. So thank you. Good. Thank you. Yeah. You got to make the most of those guest appearances, you know. You did it beautifully. <laughs> and I see it's been posted on YouTube, right? 
I think so, or it's going yeah. to. Yeah, they sent the uh, link to me and Mike, I think. So it should be I up there. I would recommend anybody who didn't listen to it Sunday night, listen to it. It's oh, yeah. It's called, a book called Awakening Together, which is a little weird. But uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being there. I always like to see people I know at those things. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah. Thank you. Robert French, my man in uh, New Zealand. Paul. Nice to see you, my friend. Thank you for what you do. I want to thank you, Robert. I mean, you've been a, a, a rock since you entered our little Zoom life. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Johannes, my main man from Germany. How are you? Hi, Paul. Thank you. What resonates is this, this idea of trying to get out of here. So I recognize it quite much with, with me. So, yeah, and I get lesser and lesser. That's good. Thank you. Fantastic, bro. Yeah, well, we're in this together. It's cool. Anu. Beautiful name. Nice to see you, Anu. I loved your, um, you, you wrote somewhere, uh, the pointless point. Thank you for that. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. You're welcome. Hey, here, we got Murderer's Row here. We have Brahmi, Sanda, and Anu, the Indian faction. Yes, very nice. You're taking care of yourself, Brahmi? She's got to get up, yes. Yes, sorry, I have a kitty cat on my lap. I couldn't. Oh, great, great, honey. You're looking yeah, quite. Everything. We're having an a, a unseasonably rainy day, which is nice and cool because it's been up to 106. Um, but yeah, surprisingly so. But yeah, good. all is well. Oh, good, honey. It's nice to see you. Good to see you too. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, we got uh, I iPad iPad three. Well, you look at least you look like an iPad third generation. That's. I see you. Nice to see you, iPad. <laughs> I know. There's a way to unmute yourself. Yeah, on the top of the right with the three dots, I think. I don't know. Or Mike, can you un unmute my iPad 3? I can only ask them to unmute, but they still have to yeah. do something. There we go. I think you did it. Can I go mute? No. You're yes, we can hear you. Okay. Yes, this is the first time, so I didn't know I had to name myself. So it took the no, name of my iPad. <laughs> no, you can say so me. I saw you. I saw you Sunday. Uh, Sil, the name is Sil. Hi, Sil. Nice to meet you. See you again. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Yep. We got Stefan on having never left as always. Clifford, the uh, he's been involuntarily muted for months. Am I still muted? Oh, no. We heard you. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, can you hear me? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Paul. Some, sometimes, Paul, I, I think you're at, at your best when, um, you know, like we're at this meeting and everyone's kind of on side. And we say, yeah, that's true, Paul. And, you know, I'm experiencing that. Sometimes when I see you with someone who's, let's say, not on side, I've seen you at your best then, you know. Um, I, I remember two or three years ago in London, there was a there was a guy, he was a doctor, and he, and he was saying about it's hope that kills people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, if we was all on side, we'd just agree with you. But I think it's important because everyone has them little doubts, I think, in, in, the, in the dual state. Um, but it's level confusion, isn't it? Sometimes you... you when you're hopeless, you need hope. Yeah. And uh, like you, you was you was fucking passionate to him, and uh, and I love oh, that. I remember that guy because you're because you're human. Yes. Well, he was, sent in, he was sent. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Job. Hmm? He yeah. was set in for a job. I knew it. I can tell usually when people come in, there's an agenda. So. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, you see, we want to have a rigidity, but as the mind, the big mind itself before everything, that rigidity is based on that mind, not based on the thing. So, yes, at a certain point, yeah. is incredible. At another point, it's a disservice, yes? Yeah, yeah. Everything is given the meaning. It doesn't have its own meaning. So when, every, when we try to freeze frame something and think that's it, that's what it is, it's always going to be a mistake, yeah? Because yeah. it's determined by the mind before it, yeah? Yeah, Yeah. And I, I suppose the, the trick is if you put a solid meaning on something, it, you can intellectually break it down as that's non-dual, you know, because it means this. Yes, um, but but it's pretty inflexible and and uh, like the course says it's, it's it's level confusion. Yeah. Well, the, any rigidity is sort of like caught between levels. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah. on one level that message flows when it's tried to be enforced on another level, it's arthritic and rigid. Yeah. 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 It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, but you live and learn really. You know, you see it enough times and then something gets learned and uh, then you can sort of get around that sort of obstacle in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of just becomes less important. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, about being right, I guess. It becomes, when it's held in a rigid way, that's beside the point. That's uh, that's misleading. Yeah. yeah. Just get the communication is more uh not vocal yeah 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 so but i remember that night in london yes yeah 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 that was a good meeting though i enjoyed it yeah 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 all right thanks bro thanks paul clifford spoke i'm gonna put that in the <laughs> uh april 21st clifford spoke can you put, can you put spike it sounds more authentic Spike. Spike. Spike F. Spike. Spike. Nice to see you, Spike. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, well, let me go. And then we got, he's in Chiang Mai, and now we got JP in Vietnam. So nice to see JP. JP has been loosening up over the months, yes. Yes, yeah, that's been very good. As JP, yeah. We got John K. John K is a trip, yeah. Always nice to see you, John. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome, my friend. Jennifer, very happy to have a chance to see you again. Yeah. Mary G, there she is. Hi, Paul. Thank you, thank you. Hey, can uh, yeah. I just let people know there's a small, very small group of us who are meeting Monday nights via your Zoom link for uh, ACIM, uh, Course in Miracles. So if anybody's oh, interested, yeah, it's really great. My Zoom, my Zoom room is being used for, I hope not. <laughs> Who so knows? We're, 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 keeping on, we're keeping on the message. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, so I don't like that. I mean, one time I looked up Zen Bitch Slap and it was B Y T C H or something and it was like a soft porn site. So I don't want to have any. Yeah. Know, it's going on unbeknownst my attention, you know. Oh, yeah, your former <laughs> life, yeah. Then bitch yeah. slapped after dark or something, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Thanks, Paul. You're so great. Thank you. There's Keith. Nice to see you, Keith. Yeah. No one signed up for your mission, Keith, eh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Z, nice to see you, Z. Z fights for my own, my, uh, Z fights for my best interests. It's very nice. He goes out of his way to make sure I can swim in the lagoon. He can lives you hear me? What? A little bit. Oh, Keith came up. No, we, like, we don't want to hear about the mission that never was. <laughs> yeah. You're not coming right. through it very clearly. Yeah, I came up. Well, no, it's, not, it's not that. I just want to say I'm using Friday, Friday nights for a citizens auxiliary police gathering. So right, it, uh, here in Boise. So if you want to help the uh, citizens militia, it's Friday night at 7 p.m. Well, we got the Tupperware <laughs> on Tuesdays at one. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, there's the free book and free returns. Yeah. Let me go. Let me go. This John Reed. Nice to see you, John. I always miss you. So when you're I'll be setting up a um, a porn site on your um, Zoom thing. Caesar, every I, other Wednesday. Things yeah. could happen. You never know. You know. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was just thinking about the earlier in this in the talk. I don't know if you were recording, but you were talking about how. Um, in re early relationships or something, the person would not give you any credence at one point. And that was being met with fear. Um, yeah, because I, I, I'm trying to put it into a story, I guess. But once the snake skin has seen fallen off, what makes the difference possibly is you've seen that snake skin fall off a few times now. So it doesn't... Um, Yes. Bear any any fear, you know, or it's oh here we go again, sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's sort of like, uh, let's say something that you thought had the potential to really screw with you can't. You have, let's say, five experiences of that. There can be a leap into an understanding of yeah. that. Yeah, so that's what happens. Yeah. Mind is, uh, mind doesn't have to go step by step. Yeah. It jumps. It, yeah. It, yeah. Things happen. Yeah. It talks yeah. about that a bit in the uh, catapulted into the fourth dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Sort yeah. of like that. Yes. So, Is that what you would define this experience as leaving behind that ego or? bearing it less relevance once it's seen with its pants down as as it would go then nothing can be taken credibly from that source anymore really well you know what it's so more like in my the story is catapulted into the third dimension <laughs> okay yeah and you see that as not true that you've never left the fourth dimension Sure. And then you have a work visa to the third dimension. <laughs> but on your passport, it says you're not from here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how Love I see Love your work, it. man. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. Thank you for the message. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, so we got Slatko. Let's see. We got Jim. Jim has been above water for a while. I spoke to him the other day. That's good. We got Taj. Nice to see you, Taj. Very nice, yes. Kerry. Yes, <laughs> nice to see you, Paul. Yes, nice to see you guys. There's Chad. Yeah, Chad, just uh, stick around, Chad. Things are working out well. Yeah. We got Alex. Alex! A blast from the past. Hi, Paul. Yes. Nice. How are you, honey? I'm not good. <laughs> you know? You want you have my phone number still? Um, I don't know. If you don't, uh, hey, Mike, Mike can put it in the chat. Okay. You want me to chat it to her? Yeah, right please. Yeah. It's good to see you. Nice to yeah. see you. Yeah, don't hesitate to call. I probably will. Call All right, good, good. All right, we got David W., our school teacher. Yes? Vlad? Vlad, you're still in Siberia. Yes, I am. Yes. Still, I am. Traveling restrictions still. Oh, oh! You have travel restrictions, yeah. Not, not here, but uh, wherever I would think I would go. Yeah, there yeah. Are traveling restrictions, so I better yeah. sit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be clear. You know, you don't want to sit for two weeks somewhere. These people we know, they went to Barbados and you know in the Caribbean, and they had to spend two weeks in a hotel inside. <laughs> it was about their home planned visit was in a hotel so they actually saw Barbados but from a hotel window uh, it's sort of a drag alright there's Julie nice to see you Julie yes 
Let's, let's see, we had, oh, there's Brahmi again. And then we had uh, Deborah, Deborah M and Eric. Yep. Uh, we got some Mike C. He's chilling out. And some other anonymous folks. Hey, thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Uh, thanks, Paul. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, everybody. Bye. And there's a group that hangs out after the meeting. So if you have anything you need to share or say, uh, take advantage of the space. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you, Paul. Bye. Good night. Bye. Thanks, Paul. Bye.